Welcome to the Alpha to Zeta podcast. Teaching you how to become a better professional for the future. Welcome to the Alpha to Zeta podcast. I'm your host, Zach Skimmyhorn, coming to you live from lovely Lincoln, Nebraska with my co-host, Bella Rodriguez. Hi, I'm Bella Rodriguez. How are you today, Zach? I'm doing good. We're a little over halfway through the semester. Going by pretty fast, to be honest. Like, me and you are going to be seniors <laughs> coming up here pretty soon. I'm excited, but a little bit nervous. I think I'm mostly nervous, um, but, but a, just a little bit excited. Yeah. This will be our second podcast this semester. You know, we aren't going the same pace that we thought we were going, going <laughs> to go, but uh, that's okay because we prefer quality over quantity here at Alpha Kappa Psi. <laughs> um, but speaking of quality, we have a great episode today. Um, we have someone that I work with on a personal basis on a day-to-day basis, um, someone that works in the Business Career Center office with me, uh, Miss Celeste Spear. Hello, Celeste. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you for having me. So I like to uh, start off by saying, so you're the Associate Director for Career and Professional Development at the Business Career Center. You have a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology at UNL, Master of Arts in Counseling from Doan, and a PhD in Educational Leadership and Higher Education. So I want to talk a little bit about what you do at the Business Career Center. So uh, I work with you. I'm the intern at the Business Career Center. I'd say we were, are like on the opposite ends of the totem pole. You're like <laughs> the first person people come to talk to. I'm like the last person. <laughs> but um, so at the Business Career Center, what we do, um, if students have any professional development advice that they need, whether it is with their resumes or with their cover letters or even for interviews, which is the topic that we will discuss today, uh, they're the ones that come up. Uh, up to you and ask you for that help. Is that correct? That's correct. I would even broaden it to what do I want to major in? What career might I want to do in the future? All the way through offer negotiation and and things through senior year. So I usually tell students you have a question about your major career or professional development, we can help you with it. Awesome. So let's jump into the topics of interviews. So a pretty broad question that we have here. um, What are your top three interview tips? So my first interview tip, and this is the complaint that we get most often from the employers that we work with, and that is to research the company. So if you if you don't research the company, um, it's really hard for you to tailor your questions or tailor your responses to their questions and ask good questions. Um, my second is to spend some time reflecting ahead of time and think about specific examples that you can give to answer their questions. Behavioral-based interviewing is really popular right now, and so you really want, you don't want to have to come up with examples on the fly. So spend some time, both good and bad examples, times when things went well and th- times that they didn't, um, and that should prepare you well for the interview. And then during the interview, don't be afraid to be personable and relational. A lot of the interview isn't just about having the right answers, but it's about do they like you? Do they want to work with you? So don't forget about that component. Yeah, real good stuff. I think you're you're talking about like the different kinds of interviews. I don't think I've ever done a behavioral interview before. Um, Like I think most interviews that I've done and uh, most of our listeners probably done will be on more of the conversational. I'm not sure what you call that, (laughs) but uh, person to person interview. But um, so what, what are some things that people should avoid at all costs during an interview? So a few of the big red flags that, that we see with students would be sharing information that is too personal. Mm-hmm. I did a practice interview once with a student where I learned all about how religious she was and that she was a foster stu- a fo- in foster care for a while. And obviously those are extreme examples, but you really want to balance being personal with sharing information that's too personal. So it's okay to share a little bit about yourself, but um, finding that balance boundary is important. 
Bad-mouthing a person or a company is another big mistake I see. Someone who had a poor boss or a poor experience at a company, and that can easily come through when you're answering a question. So you really need to be relentlessly positive, even when you're talking about bad situations. And then over-exaggerating or lying about an experience will really come to bite you. Um, And then I think two of the more common ones I see, so those are the more extreme ones, but the more common ones I see are just being too vague or generic, saying I'm a people person, I I really enjoy helping people. Um, We really need to get more concrete and provide really explicit examples if you're going to be memorable. And then the last one is rambling. So um, really watch body language and the timing. If you're going over about two minutes, you're talking too long. Yeah, I I think one more thing that I'd like to throw in, um, hopefully if Lauren or Nick or Roxanne are at the Business Career Center listening to this. Um, when, when I did my interview with the Business Career Center, I left my dog out and he went crazy during the interview And because uh, my neighbor was knocking on the door. Uh, he started barking and I, I ended up getting the job, but uh, glad to be on the team. But uh, if you have pets, make sure you take care of them before <laughs> the interview. That, that is my one piece of advice for that question. Yeah, I think especially during Zoom interviews, you're at home, you're in like your comfort space, it's hard to control everything around you. So it's really good to find um, a place where you can just be by yourself in a quiet setting. And um, talking about Zoom, what is the proper attire for an interview, even through Zoom or in person? So a proper attire for an interview, more broadly speaking, is going to be business professional. There are some exceptions to that. And so you do want to do your research on the company to know what is typical address, excuse me, what is typical dress for that setting. And then an interview would be one step higher than what they typically wear. So a great example of this would be a tech startup, right? Where they wear um, hoodies and flip-flops to work every day. Showing up in a full suit um, might show that you haven't done your homework on who that company is. So do your research, talk to people who work there, and then go one step above what's typical on a day-to-day. Another great example of this is agriculture or manufacturing, where people are wearing jeans and work boots and things like that, maybe on the job. So um, it's industry-specific, but in general, uh, business uh, professional. And there's no difference between in-person and Zoom. So wear the same thing you would in-person on Zoom. Yeah, I think that's something that I tend to struggle with in the past. Like, I was always told to uh, wear professional bu- or business professional always, um, but uh, I've gone to some interviews where, like, I was dressed up in a full-on suit, and then the interviewers were just wearing, like, maybe business <laughs> casual or maybe even jeans. So I, I looked definitely out of place. I worked with a student once who interviewed with someone wearing sweatpants uh. and they had worn a suit and they felt very awkward, but also maybe that company wasn't the best match for them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it can also reflect on the company too. But so do you think it's okay to ask uh, maybe the person that you're emailing uh, the interview for uh, what the dress code would be? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great question. Yes. Okay. I think that's something I'll definitely take with me in the future. <laughs> So what are some good questions to ask at the end of an interview? I get this question a lot from students, and this is a hard one for me to answer because a good question isn't going to be one that you um, that sounds good to the employer. I think that's what students are looking for. Like, what question can I ask that's really going to impress them? And that's not the way it works. A good question is something that is about what is truly important to you and what you are curious about. So coming up with a good question starts with assessing what are your values in the job that you're doing or the company that you're working for, and then 
asking about those things. So if it's really important for you to have really great training, uh, because maybe that's something you haven't had in the past, or um, maybe it's important to have a really open relationship with your supervisor or some good mentorship or um, opportunities for professional development, because maybe learner is one of your strengths and you really seek that in a job. So identify what those important things are and ask about those things. Um, you're going to come across as authentic and truly curious about the role and not necessarily just trying to ask an impressive question. Yeah, I, I know you brought up some strengths there when you're talking about that answer. Uh, do you think most employers use or like know about uh, Clifton Strengths, which is a program that we have at the university? Is that something that we should bring up during the interviews? It depends. Uh, most of the employers that recruit with us are going to be very familiar with strengths, so absolutely fine to bring it up. The one exception to that, it would be that if you don't buy into the strengths theory or if you can't describe your strengths in a way, so if you, in a, in a strong way. So if you bring up strengths, that's going to open the door for them to ask you more about that. Like, oh, you mentioned that you have harmony. What, tell me more. I'm not familiar with that. And what does that mean? If you can't articulate that in a strong way, that might not be the best, it might not be the best um, um, to bring it up then. You talked about strengths and I personally don't know mine. And I think uh, someone spoke about having competitiveness as one of their strengths in the business school. And I am in the business school, but I have never had competitiveness in my top five. Um, I think I am a big harmony person. So um, I, I'll take that into account when talking to other people during interviews. Um, now, on the opposite spectrum of strengths, how do you recommend answering the question, what are your weaknesses? Because when I was growing up, my mom gave me the tip of like uh, posing your weakness as a strength, but I kind of strayed away with, from that because I feel like a lot of employers do like that honesty um, because not everybody's perfect, um, but that's just my experience. So how would you recommend answering that question? I agree with your mom slightly, but I think with a different twist. So I get that a lot from students that they've heard that advice before, that they're supposed to pick a, a weakness as actually a strength. Um, I'm going to phrase that in a little bit of a different way. So you can start by analyzing your strengths in order to find out what maybe your blind spots are. So let me give you an example from my, myself. My, so my uh, Clifton strengths are all in the strategic thinking domain. Uh, so I have learner and input and intellection and deliberative. And so I'm really great at thinking, strategizing, finding blind spots, seeing future trends. But sometimes when I'm starting a project, I can get too involved in researching it, learning about it, feeling like I need to be an expert before I take action. And so I um, can find myself um, spending too much time on the front part of a project before I move into the action phase or the action phase. And so what I do is set deadlines for myself. I say, okay, I'm gonna research it for a week, but then I have to make a decision and move forward with it. I ask my boss for deadlines um, and I'm really cognizant of that so that I don't get too caught up in that part of it. So I am taking a strength and almost turning it into a weakness, but it's more again about identifying your strengths and knowing that those strengths will also give me blind spots. So I'm being authentic, I'm being honest, um, but the other part of what I did there is I told you how I was mitigating those, those weaknesses, that I'm setting deadlines, I'm asking my boss for deadlines. So always make sure you end it with how you're mitigating that, that weakness. Yeah, I think that's probably one of my least favorite questions. <laughs> uh, what are your weaknesses? Um, definitely one of the more tough questions to ask and you never know like what the employer is expecting out of that. Um, 
So, so I can tell you what the employer is expecting. Yeah. <laughs> they're, ex- they're, they're wanting to make sure that you can criti- critically analyze your own behavior and that you're open to improvement. So they want to be able to see that you, can, that you have some self-awareness of those blind spots and that you're open to and aware that you need improvement. So speaking of other questions that like, I absolutely despise, <laughs> another one would be, uh, how do you recommend answering the question? The question tell me about yourself because I know with that one like it can go so many different ways you know I'm a student at the University of Nebraska um, this is some of my past experiences um, these are the clubs I'm involved in but like how, how do you suggest a student at the University of Nebraska or at any university uh, answer that question tell me about yourself so a great formula we recommend is present past future it's gonna be a couple lines about where you are now like I'm a student at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, I'm majoring in accounting, um, and a little bit about your past. I've done an internship at Lutz, and I'm really involved in such and such student organization, and I've held a leadership role as the treasurer. And then a little bit about your future. I'm really interested in tax accounting. I'm hoping to get an internship for my senior year. And um, the, the best way to answer this would then be to relate what you're looking for to what you're interviewing for. Um, so that's going to be interviewing 2.0. If you can make that connection between your experience and then what they're looking for, that would be how to wrap up that question. I, that's some really good advice because I definitely... I feel like I have like a crisis, like an existential crisis when people ask me this question. Like I don't know what anything about myself, but um, knowing these tips are, is definitely going to help in future interviews. Um, so thank you for that. And knowing yourself um, definitely helps you stand out. So what are you? What are some ways that help? someone stand out in an interview. I alluded to this before, research the company (laughs) and prepare ahead of time. One of the best ways you can actually research a company is to talk to people who work at the company. So you're gonna come across a point in your career development when internet research runs out, okay? You're not gonna find the answers that you need online, which is, you know, Uh, really surprising because there's so much uh, content out there on the internet these days. But the next step to move into is to talk to people who do that job or who work at that company. And they're really going to be able to give you the nuanced information about that company or role that you need to perform well in the interview. So talk to people. Um, And then be personable. Like I said before, sometimes students forget about um, um, being likable and personable in an interview and they come across as a little bit over-rehearsed or robotic. Um, or impersonal. So don't forget that if you've gotten to the interview phase, you probably have the skills to do the job. So be confident that you can answer their questions because if they brought you in for the interview, they must think that you have the skills to do the job. So um, what they're assessing at that point is more about, do they like you? Do they wanna work with you on a day-to-day basis? Do you have potential? And that's more about your soft skills and your personality um, than anything else. Um, And then I would say relax. Nerves can derail you um, really fast. And so um, try to relax, control your nerves, and just know that they want you to do well in the interview. They don't, this isn't an interrogation, it's a conversation. So try to relax as much as you can. Do you have any advice on like how to relax? Because I think that's something that (laughs) I personally struggle with all the time, very anxiety in my interviews, but. uh, So um, prepare. 
Um, like I said before, research the company, think of examples ahead of time, and then practice. Um, uh, career coaches can help do a practice interview with you. The our employers and residents who come every day to the College of Business will do practice interviews with you. Friends, family, um, practice as much as you can. Um, nothing's worse than getting a question early on in an interview that you don't know the answer to, and then you know it can snowball from there. So good preparation will help a lot. And then once you're in the interview, um, just controlling your breath. If your breath gets out of control, um, it can be hard to talk through that. So just making sure that you're taking slow, deep breaths before the interview and right at the beginning of the interview to um, keep your breath in check. Um, and then do some. make sure you're not fidgeting with your hands. Keep your hands on your lap um, or on the table because fidgeting with those hands can be a sure uh, fire way to let them know that you're nervous. I think during my interviews, I over smile. <laughs> um, every question that they ask me, even if it's about bad experiences uh, previously, I just smile through it all because I'm so nervous. Um, so I think preparing and breathing before are definitely helpful tips because I have never even thought about preparing for nerves during an interview. It's always been researching questions. So um, that's a really good tip. And I think that the thing that is really gray for a lot of students, uh, and even me personally, is what you should do or say when following up for it after an interview. Um, I, After my interview with Deloitte, I Googled um, what to say in a thank you email. So it would really be nice um, to have like a concrete structure or some tips uh, surrounding that. So the first thing to know is to follow up quickly. Uh, you don't know how soon they're gonna be making that decision. So try to follow up within 24 hours. Email is fine. Handwritten, if you can get it to them within 24 hours is better. Um, and then write specifically to each person that interviews you. It might be com It's common these days to interview with more than one person. So during the interview, try to remember to get their information and write to each person individually. As far as what to include in that, don't overthink it. Keep it, keep it short and sweet. But the most important thing to include would be something specific that happened during the interview that you learned or that you were grateful to hear or whatever it might be and that's tailored to that particular person. So something like, I really enjoyed learning about the training program that you have interns or have for interns. That really helped put my mind at ease um, joining your company. Um, and then again, thank them for their time and then restate your interest in the position. After the interview, I'm even more excited about this position and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Yeah, I know uh, we, on our last guest, we had Jack and he uh, mentioned, make sure you get the, the interviewees names because, uh, or the interviewers, is it the interviewers or the interviewees? <laughs> you are the interviewee, the yeah. company is the interviewer. So he, <laughs> I, I know he mentioned, uh, definitely make sure to always grab the interviewers names. Is it okay to like, Let's say you forget them or you didn't even get them in the first place. Is it okay to like ask one person that you know what their names are and what their contact information is? Absolutely. You generally would have a contact that you'd been working with before to set up the interview. Reach back out to that person and ask for the names and contact information of the people that interviewed you. Would it be okay to add them on LinkedIn or is that something that maybe you should ask them <laughs> first? In the... In the advice that I have received from, from companies that we work with, they are a little bit leery about connecting with someone who doesn't work at the company. Mm -hmm. So um, you could send an invite um, to, uh, you, connecting with a recruiter for that company, I think would be acceptable, but a hiring manager or some, you know, anyone else at the company, probably wait till you're actually hired. 
Um, that's some good advice because I actually was looking to um, connect with people that I was interviewing with earlier. And I'm grateful that I didn't do it because I would have been so sad if I got rejected. Um, so thank you for that information. Um, so now just overall interviews, what do you think look a good interview looks like from start to finish? Like even from before researching and after following up? Well, I think we've covered researching quite a bit. So I'll start at the beginning of the interview. I usually divide an interview into the beginning, middle, and end. The beginning meaning just those few minutes when it's just starting. And the the important part of that is rapport building, where let's say you're on Zoom. Immediately when that camera comes on, you have a welcoming demeanor, a smile, uh, maybe some small talk that you're able to start with, showing again that you're likable, that you're personable, that you're somebody that they would want to work with and get to know more. Then we have the middle of the interview. This is what we typically think of. This is the more formal, the more serious Q&A where they're asking you questions. And just remember here to keep your keep relaxed um, and keep your tone, um, you know, matter of fact. Uh, and then at the end, um, this is where we really want to go back to that rapport building. Thank them so much for their time. Um, restate your interest in the position. Um, say that you're looking forward to hearing from them. Again, at the beginning or the end, it's great to even use some humor to lighten up the, the tone of the interview. And again, focus on that likability. Would you say there's a point where you can use too much humor in an interview? Because <laughs> Absolutely, like, yeah. I, I generally like try to be like an easygoing person, but mm -hmm. I don't want to take it too far, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yes, absolutely. Making a joke or two um, would be about as far as you'd want to go. Um, and so if there's, uh, and you just want to uh, pay attention to the mood in the room and, and, and what their tone is. And if it seems to be really informal and conversational, it might be appropriate to be more informal and conversational. So take cues from how they're treating the interview. So what kind of resources would you say, like, I'm not sure, where our listeners are listening from, maybe most of them are from the College of Business, but like what kind of resources do you think a business career center could offer for someone like wanting to strengthen their interview skills besides a practice interview? I, in addition to practice interviews, we just do interview strategy sessions. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you would just come in and you would say, I have a first round interview with, um, with KPMG and we can sit down and talk about what to expect in that interview. And we can do some practice questions if you feel like you're ready. Otherwise, we can just talk about how to prepare, what questions you might encounter, what questions you typically struggle with, and talk through how what they're looking for in those questions and, and, and how to respond and help you brainstorm um, some how you would respond to typical questions. We also have resources that have uh, sample questions, um, questions that you could ask the, the company at the end of the interview. Um, and um, and websites that we can refer you to to do company research. One more question that I do have: um, Is it okay, or like, do you suggest students bring resumes into their interviews, um, even if they already sent it before uh, when they applied? Great question. I recommend bringing printed copies of your resume. That is less and less common, but it is nice to have them in case they do ask for them. I have a question regarding. Uh, this is kind of just off the top of my head, but um, regarding Zoom. I have terrible internet at my house. Um, so how would you go about recovering from like a spotty connection uh, to maybe alleviate the interviewers and worries about maybe just the, you as uh, an interviewee 
regarding your internet connection. So the first thing to know is that you can set up to interview at the College of Business in our office. And we have great internet. <laughs> so uh, that's the first step. Uh, the second step would be to be proactive and ask for a phone number before the interview ever starts. You could say something in that very with the person that you're working with ahead of time, you could say, my internet is spotty where I am. Can I have a phone number to call in if I have troubles? Mm -hmm. If you don't have the opportunity to do that, you could ask that right at the beginning of the interview. Let them know, oh, my internet is a little spotty right now. Is there a phone number I can call if we did, if we get disconnected? And then obviously, if that happens, reaching out right away with an email to apologize profusely. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not able to connect on the phone to ask to reschedule right away. Awesome. Well, I'm not sure if you have any more questions, Bella, but uh, if not, it was great having you on, Celeste. I know I do want to say for all you students listening out there, if whether you're in the College of Business or maybe some other business, I know there's career services in every college at UNL, or maybe you go through uh, go to a different college other than UNL, make sure you take advantage of the career services and all the services that they provide. Come in for help before you start the process. We often see students on the back end that are frustrated that they haven't gotten an offer. And if we can help you before and avoid some of those red flags, um, you'll, you'll have a better uh, search process. So come in early. Don't wait until you haven't been getting those offers. The Business Career Center is a great service for interviews, for resumes, for cover letters, all that jazz. So Celeste, thank you so much for coming on. But, uh, yes, thank you so much. I didn't know a lot of the things that you guys did at the Career Center or the Career Services. So um, it's really cool to know that you have those resources at hand, especially going to UNL. So thank you for coming and thank you for talking about those. Thank you. I'd like to give a quick thank you to all of our production team, our executive producer, Jaden Capaldi, and our, all of our production assistants, Alec Tim, Alyssa Zabawa, Delaney Johnson, Kaylee Lingling, and Maddie Helwig. 